Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Before we begin, it's that time. That's right. It's time for sponsored mentions. Doer is back, people. That's right. Doer creates the world's most comfortable pants category of stretch performance denim and lifestyle apparel crafted seriously from plants and recycled materials for doers who comfortably go from bike lane to boardroom and the evening out and all in a single pair of pants i kid you not and we believe in them and i'm wearing mine right now anybody wearing them mm-hmm. no but I, when i had the vid i was watching this show you don't cuff i don't cuff Look at the stretch in those things. I know. Seriously. It's got it's, the gusset yeah, in the love, junket like area, like too, which is nice. The triple stitch on the inseam. It does. Look at that. That's craftsmanship yeah. right there. That is craftsmanship. Stretchy. They're comfortable as hell. Mm-hmm. And these ones are thinner. We got the, the first pair we got were thicker. It kind of had yeah. a, more of a winter feel. It, it was a commuter gene. Yeah. yeah. And then these ones are thinner, and, they, God, they feel great. So, yep. No, I'm seriously, you guys, um, this I'm... I'm 100% on board. Shopdoer.com today. Use the code PACKFILLER15 for your discount. You will not be upset with these pants. Next one. Untapped maple, folks. If you heard, there is a new flavor, and we've got it right here in front of us. That is right. Coming soon. I can see the camera that's on. Salted citrus. We have some here for the panel to try. And do we want to try it? Are you guys too busy looking at your, th- your things? I'm ready. We can, I'm ready. We can yeah. try it now or try it throughout the show. Let's just do the ultimate just, taste test mm. advertisement. Yeah, we're gonna get maple syrup on our on our mics. Okay. Oh, that's delightful. A lot of a lot of clicking mouths, which I used to find disgusting when my sister would make that sound when she chew her cereal. What I like about that yeah. is the citrus kind of cleans the palate. Yeah. I like that. Citrus just goes down easier because, like, if you have too much sugar, yeah. then it just like coats your tongue, and then you just get gut rot. Citrus cuts the sweet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hundred calories. Hundred calories per packet. Vermont maple syrup, lemon juice, lime juice, sea salt, and organic something. All right, fine. I'll order it. They're good. Sh- good shit, right? And mm-hmm. it's uh, it's nice too because I these are what I practically live on. So it's like it's nice mm. to travel between not just a raspberry flavor but also a citrusy yeah. flavor as well. So I think I'll switch in between now. Yeah. It Mine's goes the down caffeine. fast. I like the caffeine. Man, yeah. I'm energized. Yeah, there you go. With the coffee. Yeah, it goes down Wait, fast. Wait, was there caffeine in there? No, None of us are sleeping one. tonight. We're all going to be wide awake drugs. 
Drink up. So try them out, you guys. I mean, we just we just testified right there, and it was it's it's legit good shit. So um, it, that's delicious. There we go. So thanks to Untapped Maple. Next, you, the listener. We have a somewhat uh, new patron program on our website now that um, it, I guess it's officially launched. I never really officially launched it, but we already have people signing up. Cost of a cup of coffee, you can keep the pack filler coming and be an instrumental partner. Uh, upcoming programming and content. I made myself a promise today to uh, engage the upcoming comment uh, content, and I guess I'm doing it right now on the air. So uh, if you come and help us out, and, and I've got the list of where we get and what, and what happens in return, so come join up, get some great perks, support the show. Oh, that was weird. Check out the link at packfiller.com and join the ranks like, I, mean, I hope I don't screw up his name, Dennis Tressenreiter. Tressenreiter, our newest member of the Packfiller podcast. Welcome aboard, Dennis. Thanks for doing this, man. Let's do that. And the theme's playing in the right place. I had two extra days to get the show ready, technically. Chasing the untapped with the beer. It's... I'm, I'm it's into almost it. It's like a, yeah. a the Radler Brow, you know. It's like <laughs> yeah. Actually, that means. I made a. Oh, it's a it's a beer. It's a summertime it's German beer with lemonade and beer base. Yeah, not delicious. true lemonade. Yeah, I can okay. give you the history behind it. Yeah, it could. was actually in in Austria where it, they started because they used to ride their bikes and go to pubs, and then what they would Four do is they were, and eleven moons ago. Yeah. <laughs> so they started cutting, and they're they're. Lemonade is not like our lemonade. Mm. It's not like it was first treat. designed as a punishment for children. <laughs> Drink it, you must. <laughs> <laughs> so they could ride farther because there's it cuts the alcohol down, and so oh. they were they would do that on summer nights. Okay, there you go. It's delicious. Radler. It is very good. Yeah, Radler beer. Yeah. So uh, it's uh, well, I wrote this on the last day of February, but it's not the last day of February. It's the second day of March. And in true spring fashion in Spokane, Washington, it kicked us in the nuts. That's right. Six inches of snow fell in Spokane about two days ago. Bike riding outdoors is going to have to wait unless you're one particular asshole at the po- at the bar who is on his way to Maui. Maui in a couple days. Don't cut your leg in half, by the way. Um, yeah, this time. <laughs> uh, I think I'm going to blame my neighbor for this, by the way, because he was raking his lawn about a week ago. Yeah. Yeah, he was like going, Steve. cleaning up his leaves and shit like that. And I was just like going, you're fucking us over. And he, oh, there's, I threw out an F-bomb. There you go. Welcome to the Packfield Podcast. I'm Pat Bulger. It is Tuesday. The cameras are working. The microphones are set. And it is time to talk bikes. We are live on YouTube and on Facebook, I think, on our group page. Uh, join to play along or just subscribe to the YouTube channel. Let's see who's here. Oh, my God. I hope I made one for David when I typed this out. I might not have. So I'm going to have to come up with a, a, a quickie and witty um Intro. I got sticky shit on the podium. That's why I'm not. I'm not upset. I'm. I'm not upset. I'm gonna let it go. Question for tonight's show, everybody: What's one place you've traveled to that you never want to return to, and why? What's a place you've gone to that you do not want to go back to, and why? So first off, he's probably the first guy in the room that, upon hearing of Victor Campenart's '62 tooth chain ring, thought. Now, there's a tep upgrade I can get behind. <laughs> Mr. Paul Main, how yeah. are you, man? Right on. I, I'm thinking 62, wimp. <laughs> uh, 65, 67. The commentators on the race were pretty... It was funny listening to it because they were. you could tell they didn't really know what was going on. They're just like going, wow, 62 tooth chain ring. You can see his cadence is lower on the climbs. It's like... 
no, that's not how this works. Mm. But anyway, I'll get to that later. Yeah. Uh, how are you, first of all? Good. And second of all, where's the place you've traveled to that you don't want to go back to? Well, I traveled through, and it was a friend of mine. I helped move down to Arizona back in 1986. Mm. Uh, no, 85. Oh. And um, Bernardino. We, we stopped off for some provisions because we're driving nonstop to Mesa, uh, Arizona. And uh, we stopped off at Idaho Falls. Oh. Oh, don't say that in front of Jeff. It, really? Well, yeah, that's where he's from. Sure he's area. from. Yeah, but I, I told him once. I said, that was the strangest that's place. We stopped shit off. shithole. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it, we obviously look completely different than everybody else. Yeah, we yeah. went to Albertsons to grab some food and stuff. and everybody Needle comes like, off the overhead <laughs> music yeah. record. It's <laughs> literally, wasn't that where Napoleon Dynamite where was filmed? Where you come filmed? from. Yeah. yeah. Napoleon yeah. Dynamite, I think, was filmed. Yeah, yeah kind of in that area. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. Wouldn't so, go there. All right. Not got not, no interest. No. No. Wow. Idaho Falls. Okay. I'm sure there's some nice people. You're not. There. Uh, you're not wrong. Oh. Okay. I've been. Yeah. All right. All right. Next off, here, here. I'm pulling this straight out of the air, and it, I'm just going straight from the headlines. He's the only guy in the room who actually doesn't know who Doctor Jekyll is, and even though I made a reference <laughs> to him about Doctor Jekyll. He just sees doctor, and he's like, oh, that's me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he took it as a compliment. Yeah, probably. Exactly. How are you, man? I'm doing well. Yeah. Yeah? Things have been good. Where have you been that you don't want to go to? Uh, China. That's actually where my mind went. Yeah. (laughs) Well, Well, the story. Not China as a whole, but uh, the little detention part of the airport. (laughs) Were they detention? Were I don't know they? if a lot of people would choose the detention part of the yeah, airport. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't either. Yeah, uh, but you were put there. Uh, I was put there for overnight holding. Really? Uh, and I, I did not want to go back. Yeah, it turns out if you schedule a layover in China for more than twenty-four hours, they get really upset. And I just did it because it was the cheapest way to fly to Thailand. And they came and found me, and they were like, "Come with me." And Okay, and no nobody shit. spoke to me in English. They just put me in a room and took my passport for a couple hours. And <laughs> no <laughs> phone. I was like, what? Oh, was it Beijing? Was Were you in Beijing uh, or what airport? It was, it was some, I mean, I say smaller airport, but I looked it up. The town was still like 15 million people or something, yeah, but it was some, Oh, that's yeah, small. Still. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, it was some town I'd never heard of in yeah. China. But Were you just thinking to yourself, this is it? I'm, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm going to die in this <laughs> room. Yeah. And I just kept thinking about where my bike was because I was flying my bike. And I was like, they better not touch my bike. Yeah. <laughs> That's priorities. priorities. Yeah. I like that. I like that. Next, he is uh, now got, he's now officially got the first race of the season that he, like usual, cannot show up for, Mr. Sam Waples. <laughs> It, it's gonna be funny when it's like forty degrees, and I'm like, not worth it. <laughs> it was colder now when I raced. See, I I'm, I can, but it was beautiful. I'm gonna just plant the seed already. I did donate my money the, already. The like, Freight Grand Fondo yeah. might show up, might not. Um, so yeah, easy near that area, Vantage. Yeah, our you friend spent had a, time there. Yeah, our friend had a cabin there. It oh. was uh, my bachelor party. I'll oh. skip over the stories. They but didn't like you. N- n- no, they <laughs> they party hard in Vantage. Do they? Yeah. Well, you got nothing else to do. Yeah. Nobody can hear you scream. It's. I mean, like, <laughs> yeah, it's where hopes and dreams go to die. Yeah. I mean, so it's hot. it's so hot. Oh, so hot. You know th- where they came up with the name because they couldn't fit disadvantage on a sign. <laughs> <laughs> I just came up with that. Yeah. I'm on. A, yeah. I'm on my A game tonight. You're, you're oh, going, yeah. I'm gonna retire after this one. 
next, he's the only guy I know who requests Sausage Pepper Pasta, but picks out the peppers, Mr. Jackson Bulger. Yep. Oh, well, I've been... I, I'm good. You should just ask for Sausage Pasta. Well, I've been adjusting. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Your, your palate is maturing. Yeah. Yep. Okay. I am. I move to colored foods now. <laughs> um, You're not like Nick Nolte who only ate orange things, I guess. He was on a kick like that. Oh. You guys probably don't know. David probably thinks it's the other part of Dr. Dirk Jekyll for all I know. Uh, let's see. Places that I've traveled that I didn't really like. You go to a lot of stupid places when you play soccer. You do. Yeah. So, like, especially you know, when you're his dad driving yeah. it, too. Yeah. Well, especially, like, let's see, the outside areas of, like, Seattle. Not yeah. that great. No. I don't really have specific. Renton. Yeah. Oh, you're, you're afraid, actually. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, there's yeah. one. Um, yeah. I didn't really yeah, love Ellensburg when yeah. we went. That's not outside of Seattle, obviously, but yeah. um, there's yeah, that. Yakima. Yeah. Did Yakima. you ever have to go there? I feel like we did once. Lived in Yakima. I lived in Yakima for by a choice. Year. Yeah, yeah, I moved there. Met met my now wife, dated her for like two weeks, and moved to Yakima. Wow, well, that's worth it. it. Wasn't her fault. She was here. Mm. Yeah, I came back because of her. Thank God. But yeah, yeah I think uh, maybe those places. And I, I'll, I'll give a definitive answer. Probably Eugene, Oregon. Yeah, really. There's not that much to do in their downtown. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Eugene sucks. Mm-hmm. Me, I'm the guy that takes the most ironic pills in the world, thinners. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for getting this. You <laughs> are on a kick tonight. <laughs> I've gained weight these last couple of weeks because I haven't been riding at all. My place that, believe it or not, I would, I've traveled to that I would not want to go back to is Mazatlan. I went there with my wife for our honeymoon. We went for a two-week trip to Mazatlan. And there was it's it's so touristy that everybody's trying to sell you something on every street corner. Where and you know, is that? It, what's that? Where is that? Mazatlan, Mexico. Mexico. Oh. Uh, and the water is is beautiful, but but it's just it's so touristy, it's so cheesy that I was just like going, okay. And we're here for thirteen more days, and it was I just I wasn't a fan. I wasn't a big big supporter of it. Not my first. I'm not a sit on the beach kind of guy anyway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like when you go to Hawaii, you're going to sit on the beach. You're going to do shit, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pretty much all the time. So where now that you are of your age, where would you go now that you're of the age? Um, <laughs> but where would you go on your honeymoon? If you had oh to pick God. a different spot. Um, you know, that's, ho- that's, that's so hard because question. with with my wife would want to go back to Hawaii. She, mm-hmm. I mean, she would want to go to Hawaii. Mm-hmm. She loves it there. Yeah. Um, you would love it too. I've been there, but I haven't really... You, know, I, I, yeah, you didn't I utilize all the fun no. stuff. No, yeah. not at all. Because I feel like a honeymoon is a complicated trip because... Well, no, it's not really a complicated Are trip. you asking for a friend? No, I'm not asking for a friend at all. We've already decided. Yeah. But um, I feel like a honeymoon is one of those places where you can't pick one like, like Belgium. Yeah, well, that's got it. Yeah, hey, yeah. honey, yeah. let's go stand in the mud. Yeah, but yeah. anyways, it's all about sorry to interrupt you. No, you didn't interrupt. Yeah, I would pick Nice, France. Would you? Yeah. yeah. My wife and I both yeah. been there, but without, with the I, I was with my brother and she went with a friend like years apart. Yeah. And we both said that is an amazing place. Like mm-hmm. it's awesome, especially like oh I don't know, next weekend. Yeah. Uh, I have to ask this: How's the training week on? Who's who's ridden? Just indoors. Sam? Just indoors. Yeah. So that doesn't count for you. No. How many indoors though? Four. 
I don't know how many I've done. I've done a lot less because I'm like cooked. Right. I've, the training rides I've been doing are like way more threshold. Okay. And man, I'm just, I'm like dying a thousand deaths on the bike. Yeah. This is worth it. And plus I see Maui and I'm like, eh, I'm going to ride soon. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, David, you, you haven't been, have you been riding? Uh, but you got I a had, new yeah, I had to take baby. The, the new baby. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, without a chain, yeah, without a, yeah, that one I'm not gonna put it on the trainer. Good and there's there's yeah. only training rides right yeah. or on the trainer rides right now. So I got a couple days in, but then was uh, riding the toilet, incapacitated. Yep, saddle became the toilet oh. for <laughs> four days after returning from Guatemala. So yeah, um, but you know, yeah, I was able to get back on yesterday. Like could not put out more than 200 watts, but yeah. I was on for 35 minutes and. Mm. So. No more than 200 watts. Let's see. Yeah. <laughs> Might have AFib. <laughs> <laughs> I got to make it about me. Uh, Jackson, how have you been doing? Uh, I'm figuring out stuff uh, health-wise, yeah. so no. No? Yep. I haven't done any. I, I, I actually have. I, I switched gears, so to speak, um, and then I, I decided that every time I got on the bike, I mean, if I got above, like, 200 watts, I was... I was exhausted just because I did have an ultrasound on my on the heart and it was like going, hey, if if we didn't know what was going on, you would be moments away from heart failure. You know, it's like that's how poor, poorly effective the blood flow out of your heart is going right now. It's just like it sucks. You know, you're not. And so obviously if I do anything uh, cardiovascular wise, it just it, I fall apart. And, but I have been doing a lot of strength training stuff, which I just thought, okay, I can do, you know, 15, 25 reps of an exercise, rest for a couple seconds, and then do that again. So I've been doing a lot of uh, uh, leg lunges. I've been doing a lot of uh, core stuff, uh, back stuff, working on my shoulders finally and stuff like that, just because I'm I'm still another probably 12 days away from the, the, the shock, the cardio version. So the, so the good news is, I mean, and hopefully maybe I'll have a core. I think yeah. I've gained like two pounds, though. It's all muscle. It does. Yeah, yeah, that's there exactly what it is. Yeah. Yeah. I can see it on your shoulders. I'm Have small. another beer. I can yeah. see it on your shoulders. <laughs> <laughs> My wife's been gone this week, so I've been also eating like absolute shit, too. So just, <laughs> I love yeah. that. DiGiorno, yeah. DiGiorno pizza. Yeah, there's, they're, they're, hey, the no. dog's going to bark probably around 7.15 because that's when I think the pizza's going to be delivered. Hmm. That is oh. awesome. Man, that sounds great. <sighs> you know how long it's going to take to burn off, though? That's the thing. This the the demon is still sitting on the shoulder, going, "You fat fuck." There, I threw another F out there, but that's what it's doing, and I'm just going, "No, you're behind." I, it's not my fault. <laughs> that's so funny. Being so bad. Um, and I've also cut back on my data, which is this is going to kind of lead us to our uh, a topic. Um, you guys might notice. Oh, I don't have something. Look at the dry skin. Yeah. Whoa, where that yeah, used yeah. to be. That's pretty heinous. Um, I, I took. <laughs> it is it's like very lizard skin. It is very kind of nasty. You just looking. Looking. Yeah. yeah. Every time he puts his hand. Is that like it. what sixty grade? <laughs> Same paper. It probably it's... is. Now I know when my wife left for the week. She's like, you take that thing off, I'm out of here. You might touch me in the middle of the night. <laughs> um, I, took off, I took off the whoop. And, and um, it's kind of funny, Paul. We were talking about this before the show that uh, because we only have specific endorsements there, we don't necessarily have to pull any punches. Um, I took, I, Jackson kind of uh, 
led me on this one mm-hmm. in terms of the the cost. You were talking about the cost. I have a Whoop membership all the way until February of next year. I didn't realize I paid for it again. But I've been so it's just staring at these numbers and adding in, you know, every sip of alcohol I've been like adding it in and all this kind of stuff. And so I've almost found myself becoming stressed over this stuff. These numbers, these, you know, how's my score for the day? If I get up in the morning and my score is not good, does that mean I'm not going to ride well? Or, or is it a placebo type of an effect? Mm-hmm. What were you thinking about it? Well, I, um, I stopped doing it for a couple reasons. One, because um, it is my heart rate monitor when I uh, when I train, and so I I like I'll hook it up to Zwift and everything, and I'll know. <laughs> David just sneezed and I wave David this. just sneezed. <laughs> Norovirus. <laughs> Told you it comes out of the butt. Norovirus. <laughs> <laughs> you sneeze? Yeah, have you, <laughs> that's a say, fart, man. Have you ever sneezed out of your Shit. butt? Cover it when I fart, not when I sneeze. A sneeze out of your butt would be, just be diarrhea, wouldn't it? I know. It? Yeah. 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 <laughs> those oops. Or C. diff. Those oops farts. Sharp. Those yeah. oops yeah. Yeah. farts where you're like going, oh, oh no, I'm at work. Uh, I got to go. Uh, was wet. I'm at work. <laughs> Sorry, anyway, Jackson. No, what we're no, talking no, you're about. fine. Yeah, I I stopped doing it for a couple reasons. One, because um, it, it wasn't, uh, I wasn't receiving accurate heart rate data. Um, cause what I'll do is I'll use both, uh, my Apple watch. I'll just start the workout on my Apple watch and sure. I will connect my whoop to the, to Zwift itself. And I noticed that my watch gives much more accurate readings from what I have observed outside with a, with one that's directly over the, like the heart rate heart area. Strap. Yeah. The strap. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so I was like, this is the, really the only thing that I use it for anymore. I know what works for me. And also, I don't want to stress about what time I go to bed. I mean, for instance, yeah. last night, Sam knows because I was talking to him. We I played I, video games with Sam and a couple of other people, and I know you guys are talking outside the circle. Yeah. It was yeah. amazing, and wow. also, he is a totally different person on video games. Is he? Mm-hmm. Does he swear? A Swears. Lot. What? He drops bombs, and he's also a killer. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, those. <laughs> I think you know somebody. <laughs> I know, right? Crazy. Um, but you. But I, I went to bed a little bit later last night than I typically do, and I would typically get anxious about it. Sure. And I was like, there's one thing that in my fitness, this is going to sound cheesy, but in my fitness journey that stresses me out, and that is one of the things in my step to feeling less anxious that I needed to get rid of. Oh, really? Yeah. Because hmm. the, the number stressed me out too much. And so I was like, I need to be done. Yeah. And so I know what affects me, so... I just won't drink a bunch or do stupid stuff yeah. beforehand, you know? That, that's kind of where I was, too. And I, I, I would have mornings where I would wake up, and if the score was low and we had a ride that day, I would wonder if, in my mind, I was going to ride poorly. Mm-hmm. Or if I didn't know, would I ride mm. properly? You know, would, would, you know, is it, I don't that's know. That's interesting. How, does, how did it work when you had good scores? Were you thinking, I'm going to rip the legs yeah. off of these bastards? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, hmm. so I, I I think it can be definitely a placebo, in some cases when you see that number, and just think, oh, I'm going to be terrible all day. Yeah. Two know. two things. It was probably a good idea for you to take it off because the whole thing is predicated off of normal sinus rhythm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So for you, yeah, it, the it wasn't complete. doing anything. Yeah, yeah exactly. Mm-hmm. It doesn't know how to factor in AFib. Yeah. Um, but I stopped even monitoring my heart rate on the bike. A couple years back, mm-hmm. just because I would look at the number while I was on the bike and be like, "Oh my god, my heart rate's 185. I need to cool it." And now I just use power, 
Yeah. And I don't look at heart rate and I just go off of like what I'm putting out and how I feel. And that helps me in the moment because I'm like, man, I feel like garbage. But look at that. Like, look at those numbers. Look at those watts. <laughs> or it's like, oh, you know, like I'm not sure I feel that great today. And you can look down at the power and it's more objective. Um, a lot of the heart rate stuff is it's an extrapolation of of an objective thing you can measure, which is your heart rate. And you should take it with a grain of salt. Yeah. Totally. So. Yeah, it's perceived exertion, right? I mean, yeah. like, yeah. there's days in which I'm like, I'm about to shred everyone, and then I'm going hard, and my arms go numb, and it's like, yeah. And, you know? I, and I will say something that I have taken from not only you with the whole AFib situation, sure. but also, like, with what I've discovered through this, it's that people, if you are worried about your heart, Buy an Apple Watch. I know it sounds oh, like I'm pushing a stupid no, product, but no. it is a it can be a it can be a lifesaver. Yeah, and the new one has even more tech with that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, yeah. I mean, that is one of the things I was going to say. Is this thing? I mean, I yeah. it, I I knew something was going wrong, mm-hmm. and then I did the EKG thing, and it was like, yeah, it, it, something is wrong. You know, mm-hmm. I, and then I was like, hey, fuck, okay, I guess I'll call the doctor. <laughs> Did you ever have you ever like thought back that maybe like some of those whoop scores that didn't quite make sense to you like you might have been an AFib without knowing it on and off because it, it comes and goes a lot. You know, I my whoop scores had been so I, unless they were like erroneously showing me that I was doing well because I I was paying so close attention to it that I was you know I was doing I, I and and I will say this about the device it taught me it enforced good habits yeah and exactly. and I have learned even more so of my good habits and you know a lot, a lot of stuff you already knew but when you could when you could see it in front of you it was great so i don't you know unless i was in afib without knowing it it and it was giving me good scores because i would over the last several months i've been having i've been paying so close attention to it that my scores have been well oh, you know I, okay. I had very few red days i had it was all yellow or, or green uh, and so you know it, it, it was a, and by the way it's a good device. Don't yeah, get me wrong, yeah. but it's just I, that's what I kind of wanted to bring this to you guys. Talk to you about uh, the data that you incorporate into your lives and and the numbers that we pay attention to. We were talked about power. We've talked about you know Strava and things like that. So, what data do you guys incorporate into your lives as into your cycling lives? Uh, are there ones that you can't live without? For example, Strava, heart rate, power. David mentioned power. You know, are there ones? That, excuse me. That you just swear by. Paul's like, no. <laughs> you, you're a Strava dude, though. I, I do it just to keep track. Like for me, is it's a perceived effort, uh, and I can go back because I've been on it since 2012. Yeah. And so, being of my age, I'm like, man, I slam that, and I can actually see. It's just kind of interesting for me. It's that how much you lose. In a matter of eleven years, yeah, you know, especially at my age. So, I mean, it that that type of thing. But I don't use. Uh, it should go. It's just a little stuck. We got the guy trying to figure. Are you ricking the tap handle? Oh, pushing the center <laughs> of the tap handle while you pull the handle. It's just a little sticky. Is it gonna blow up? This is where the beer tap explodes because uh, here, you guys keep talking. I'll pour your fucking beer. There, there's another F word. Oh, you're done. Me. I'm at the limit, aren't I? Well, I, I will. I will. I will say that you know I was part of the age where uh, Avocet came out, and that was like a mm-hmm. big thing. And the Avocet Twenty, um, 
I had that, and then the thirty, which was a smaller one, and it was it did, wow. It did blow up. Nice. If it's any Thanks. consolation, I, I got that. Like a good one. <laughs> we have beer that squirted across the room. I love live shows with cameras. On. <laughs> it was the one. It was the. It was the room one. Did so you catch this? It would have. It should have. So. Oh my God. Yeah. Perfect. Keep going. You guys talk about your data. I anyway, so I got in a big crash at state championships, and my Avocet fell off, and I never bought another one. And uh, I do have it. I have one now that was a hand-me-down from. From uh, your dad. Mm, yeah. Oh, and, yeah, yeah. And what's he, Avocet? Avocet was the very first like cycling computer. You had distance, they a didn't trip know distance, Avocet. and and it was a wired, but it was the mm. most simple. I mean, before they had like it was a magnetic, and it went down your fork. Yeah. And so Avocet actually started in it, really the big push of of data, um, I think. And so then they got smaller, and then a lot of people got into the game. Cat Eye. That mm-hmm. I had one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Sigma Sport. I feel like I'm probably the next step up from yeah. from you here because I don't use much other than how I feel, and I like looking at power, but mostly either when I'm on somebody's wheel and they're really destroying me, because then I can look down and be like, okay, there's no way that this is easy for them either. Like if I'm putting out 350 or 400 watts on their wheel, I know they can't do it for very long. So I I really think power can be useful. And then at the end of the ride, looking at your average power, because if you follow that throughout the year, the the average power will increase, at least for myself in like the summer and the, the fall. But do you use that, that average power for training purposes? Do you use any of those numbers or it's just for knowledge or? The only thing I use power for training is intervals. And I, so I direct my intervals at power. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's it. Other than that, it's all based off of feel. I don't watch heart rate anymore because in the end, it, it doesn't matter. Like whether you're putting out whatever wattage at 185 beats a minute or 160, it doesn't matter. Like watts are what matters in the end. And then all those scores at the end, the TSS and all that. I I like seeing a really high TSS, but I don't use it as any measure Mm -hmm. of of fitness. And I wonder, too, how many people actually use that data data other than bragging points. I mean, maybe there's people that, that tailor. I'm sure there is some. But that takes a lot of... That's what I found. Any data that I got, it starts consuming you, like yep. your situation, to the sure. point where you kind of just go out and have fun. That's part of cycling for me. That's why I put my Wahoo, whatever you gave me. Yeah. It's in my back pocket. Yeah. I didn't even look at the numbers till I'm whatever that device is. Yeah. is that, now, was that a, a conscious decision to put it in your back pocket? Yeah, I have sticky arms because the beer um was that a conscious decision to put it into your back pocket or was it just that i don't have my glasses on i can't see it well i mean i used to do that even before i, I used to have it in the back pocket even when i could read yeah but um you know my eyesight was decent but and and i can still read it i can pull it out and check the time and stuff so i, I leave it there because it's just to me it's just a tracking device and there's times where i've just used the phone i, well, I forgot my wahoo so i'll just really use mm-hmm. my phone yeah so the other thing I think deserves a plug is uh, sleep tracking. I was that's my, that's, my number so is that I sleep, would. Yeah. yeah, that's the number that I follow. Is just how many how many hours of sleep am I getting? That's what I started doing with my watch now. Yeah. And but my only problem was actually having to figure out how to uh, you know to make sure I charge when to charge it now because mm-hmm. that's how I always put it on the nightstand and you know that's when I yeah, have it dialed. By the way, I didn't realize that that Apple devices actually start your sleep cycle when you put your phone away. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they'll do another one there, like when you put your phone away as opposed to when you get up and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So yeah. anyway, but... Um, I have a sleep number bed that actually tracks it. Do you? Yeah, yeah. And, and I use it for about a month, and then I, I don't even look at it now. <laughs> I, <laughs> I was thinking, what, did you get milk? <laughs> Everything's sticky on me. Yeah. The whole armrest over here is just like gooey. Are there any um, ones... Just say your wife's been out there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> are there any ones that you would add nice. if you had the means or the money or anything like that there's stuff in the fridge here too Sam um, I th- I mean I think if I were to add it might be a I mean I think at most it would be a cadence um, yeah thing because our, our the power meters that we have also keep track of cadence um, yeah. but no not really you know I to kind of loop back to the last question as well like i only, i use heart rate and power um but i don't like in a race situation or when i'm riding with you guys i mentally shut both of those off you know yeah and so it really it doesn't matter at that point i'm very much more of like an instinctual rider if somebody's gonna race i'm gonna be the dog that follows sure. you know yeah um but i th- i i like to see what I can do in a moment, but if my heart rate gets high, like it is what it is. But I don't, I don't, I don't know if I would add anything because I think at that point it's too many little numbers all going sure. on one little screen. Well, I mean, just I mean, not even necessarily on the screen itself, but I mean, if you if you had the ability, for example, like a, a higher end uh, power system, I, I'm mm-hmm. running on the Asiomia pedals. Oh, actually, just one, just mm-hmm. just my left pedal, and um, I thought that doesn't about give you cadence. It, it does. It does. Oh, okay. But I was thinking to myself, do I need to, you know, should I have splurged and buy the second pedal, you know, or, but, but then again, I've got to the point where I've just established the fact that these might not be 100% accurate, but they are my numbers. And so I know where I am and I know what my, what the things I'm doing are, are correct or not. And I just go from there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, we, Dave and I, Beer's not just spilling have... anywhere, is it? Why does it sound like something? Oh, Bender made a noise. No, I hear something. No, here. liquid spilling. <laughs> I love live podcasts. I don't think, think it's. Going I think that's no. I think that we're outside? just picking up Jackson's clicking of the pin, and we're oh, just yeah. all paranoid. It sounded like beer <laughs> I, uh, spilling all over the place. <laughs> it's that. Yeah. I love doing live shows. By the way. This is why we. This do- is a fun show. Yeah, because this is what I've been having. Though. So you got me all paranoid because now I'm like going, "Fuck the beer spilling from the back of the keg," and all our Perry Street beer is going to disappear. Yeah. Ding ding. Um. What? So what is on your screen when you ride, Paul? Nothing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I have my speed, my cadence, my power, my heart rate, distance. Yeah, and then I mean, I'll have like a couple of like distance and time. Yeah. So an Avocet emails. Uh, yeah. Emails, yeah. text messages text pop messages. up. Well, yeah. now I have yeah. radar. Yeah, they yeah. do get. Te- they, I, you check text texts. Yeah, I, I turn get, mine off. I, I have a very extensive screen. So at the top is power, then heart rate, then temperature, then time of day, then time of ride, <laughs> then speed. Uh, <laughs> that might be everything. I like to know all that stuff though. It's yeah. like because I like to know. Like, let's say, like I have an arrangement at a specific time. I like to know what time of day it is. I like to know how long our ride is. I also like to know, like, oh, was it 32 degrees when we rode? You yeah. know, stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. I mean, I, I like to have the, the, the big four, speed, distance, time, and ride time. 
day, time of day and ride time. Mm-hmm. Um, I have power on mine. Oh, I have percentage of your climb too. Okay. Yeah. I don't know if I would do all that in a race situation. Yeah, does anybody have a separate screen for races? Yeah. Sam, you do. Yep. It's just uh, time and distance and speed. Okay. Yeah. Okay. No power. I would still put. Power no, it doesn't on matter. I, I think it does because when you're facing that guy that's like trying to ride you off their wheel, I can I feel like if you look down and you're putting out a crap ton of power, it, you can like mentally hold on a little bit longer. Like there's no way that, that this is easy for them. Maybe that's why you stay it. on the wheel and I usually go. Yeah, because I look down and I'm like he can't he can't I'm do like, this. I know I can't he can. do this. <laughs> but so, what if he's throwing down the numbers and you're like I can't do this? Well, I'm already thinking that. That's why I'm looking at the power. And I'm like, I can't do this for much longer. And then I look down like, well, not again, so I just got to keep holding on. So okay. I had this discussion with a friend of mine who who's an engineer. And he was one of the first guys that was really big into power and still is. And um, he's like in that situation. He goes, I'm in a breakaway and I'm like cranking out, you know, 400 watts. I'm like, I'm not taking a pull. I'm just sitting here because that there's no way we're going to sustain this. He goes, and you don't have that. I said, but I know by effort, I've done this long enough that I know by effort, it's like, no, no, no. You know, you you just got to learn to pull back. It's like, I know that, you know, especially we're going at a certain speed. I I just, I know what speed is, I mean, I'm fairly accurate. It's sustainable. And then effort too. And and whether they go on or not, I can't sustain it if this keeps going. I'm not putting any effort. So whether you use numbers or you just go by feel is... Yeah. You know, and that's how I've always raced. But that field takes, you know, a lot of experience. Yeah. Yeah. Which yeah, some I, might say 40 years. I, I lost Some a lot. might say. <laughs> could you guys, could I mean, I, I know Paul's answers, so just dis, yeah. don't disengage from this one. Could you guys ride regularly, consistently without a computer head on your bike? Well, I use it to hold on to. When I puppy paw, yeah. Oh, I, yeah. Cheater. I'm gonna say I really don't. I really don't like to not have it. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why, but there's just something about not having it that this bugs me. Yeah. Same with not having my heart rate strap. I always have a heart rate strap. I've, I hate when I forget my heart rate strap. Yeah. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I did it once, but then I also recorded it on something else. So it's like. So you put your phone on. On my watch. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um. So I I liked I like to have it. I also like it because it keeps me in touch with the people who aren't writing as well so like let's sure. say there's a call or something like that like i find that a necessary thing to have yeah. so i can always be in touch just in case yeah like my wife it can track me through the wahoo and mm-hmm. stuff like that so i do like that aspect but how about indoor could you hop on a trainer today no zwift nothing like that just hop on a stationary bike or or, or you put your bike on a trainer and just pedal without knowing Time, distance, watts, a random cartoon in front of you, a dinosaur falling from a tree, um, any of that kind of stuff. Could you hop on, let's say, well, I don't know, rollers and just ride them for, you know, an hour? See, for me, it's not the data that matters when I'm on the trainer. It's the difficulty that increases when that recreates a real world aspect for me i think that's why i have benefited so much from the from the zwift platform in general it's because i me personally i need to try and recreate what the outdoor experience is going to be like as much as i can and so when i'm riding on zwift and i hit a hill and 
and and it feels like I'm climbing. Yeah. I I need that so I can recreate that feeling for when I get outside. It's not something foreign. Or when it's you not, run into dinosaurs. Yeah. Well, if it could it's happen. a bear that falls from the tree. Yeah. yeah, but, yeah. but like yeah. it's it's not the data or the the gamification of all of that. It's more of the real world feel that I need. I still, Paul, you I, I, now you guys can probably I, did. Can I have Top Gun Maverick? No. Oh, then no, I don't want to do it. You couldn't do it. <laughs> How many times you watched that movie? I just watched it yesterday. But I, I understand that. How many yeah. times have you? Do you I, think I could, I've lost it? count. If Honest this was a VHS tape, would it have melted by now? Yeah, yeah. it'd been long gone. Wow. I, I mean, I'm I'm not kidding. It's it's above. It's well above twenty. It's the beach scene, isn't it? Mm-hmm. That is it. It's where I started every time. <laughs> hour you know, ten I, in. I hear they had to. I hear they had hour ten. That's <laughs> <laughs> I hear they had to actually like starve themselves for that scene. Oh yeah, to get that mm-hmm. to get that, that, that cut. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like that. Remember we were talking about erectile dysfunction a couple weeks ago. Yeah. That's the only way you know how. That's the only way. <laughs> I'm willing to accept that. <laughs> um, Paul, Hour yeah, 10. I, I mean, I think of, I think of our, our training years, and I, I'm the person here. I was one of the beta testers for Zwift. So, I mean, that's mm-hmm. the... But, but I remember just getting on and having, yes, a stopwatch, and I knew that I was going to do five minutes on one minute off four minutes on one minute off three minutes on you know stuff like that and that was all i had that was all you had that and a walkman where you had to flip mm-hmm. the cassette um could you do that again i think i could um you know especially with rollers and stuff but what i i found because uh, i use rgt there's yeah, yeah. several different courses and, and i actually use all those courses and there's one uh, i can't even remember it's Biargo or whatever yeah, it's yeah. In, in San Diego area and it's flat as a pancake but there's a couple of flat sprints there's a, a 400 meter in the in a 1k and then I'll incorporate I'll create my own type of thing they'll have those bots going by and I can see what what watts they are so yeah. I'll put in a huge like go through the sprint and hop on and they're sustaining like you know 3.2 3.3 kilograms watts. you know uh, yeah, watts per kil- kilogram and stay on there just like a race you know where you make an effort and try and get back on. Um, and then there's uh, Leuven City, and there's another one that's part, they use part of the uh, Strada Bianca, and there's these hills and segments. Mm-hmm. And and I'll use, I'll actually go through, in fact, the last time I did it, two days ago, I started Leuven City, and I did like two laps there uh, and, and tried to get on the board, the top 10, you know, on the climbs and yeah. the segments. Then I went to... The Strada Bianca one, and then I cooled down on the other one and did a couple of jumps on the flat one. So, uh, to me, that's that's how I do it. The, what I don't like on Swift, I found myself, me personally, you get on a big long track, and it's so easy to like just like, oh, I'm going to chase this guy. There's I couldn't get into a rhythm. Really? Okay. Yeah, I, and and I never ever that's... got into a rhythm with any of those. Um, but this one, because it's a loop and it's a track, and I know what to expect and you know, some of them are like the segments on You're Leuven really City. Methodical about this, I never. Well, it's indoor. So. I got to do something, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. You know, <laughs> I just uh, chase butterflies. I'm like, yeah. oh, that guy's going fast. <laughs> he said Ohio. I'm going to drop. Yeah. You know, I'm yeah. from Ohio. Yeah, 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 yeah. But you know, there's one that's like you just finish up and, and I'm pegged. I'm you know I redline myself. You got to slow, you know, a downhill, and all of a sudden you got another segment. Sure. And it, to me, that's more race oriented. It's like. Somebody attacked. I mean, and yeah. uh, now I got to dump in again, and I'm I'm shooting for numbers that you know. So wow, 
Can you... uh, I liked RGT. I think that's for me. That's the only one that's really kept me going. Well, mm-hmm. well. she's yeah. Trainer Road that just has numbers. Yeah, I don't want any distraction on the screen besides just. Top These are what you Maverick. need to sit at right. in Top Gun Maverick, Maverick. Beach yeah. scene 110. Fighting <laughs> fighting, fighting the unnamed enemy in yep. the unnamed location. Yep. Yep. It's just, it's just it's beautiful. I don't know if you did this on purpose, but you were just talking about all of the numbers and all of the data and then none of it. And in the end, like everybody's describing what they're using as motivation to do something that most people think is stupid anyways, which is riding <laughs> your bike. Yeah. And... And even like you peel back all of the data, you just described a situation where you're, you're just using other things to motivate you. Mm-hmm. And I would say if I'm desperate enough, I can do anything on a, like to get on a bike. Yeah. You know, there's yeah. that ride in December I talked about on one of the previous shows where I went out in my boots and sweatpants on a 1990s Cannondale with a bell helmet. Yeah. And I rode 50 miles with no numbers and nothing came back and I was like 21 mile an hour average because I was so desperate and that's what motivated me. Mm-hmm. And so then like to bring it back, I think the really nice thing about all these numbers is that that people can use that mm-hmm. to motivate themselves. Yeah. They can chase power, they can chase whoop numbers and that's great if it gets you out and gets you riding. Absolutely. Did you do that on purpose? No. Well, Dr. Davis. Well, yeah, of course I did. Yeah. Um, I also <laughs> intentionally froze that middle tap handle up to just see how far <laughs> beer can spray across the room. <laughs> Do you, uh, are there any other apps or anything like you guys use? You know, I, I used a calorie counter. This is, yeah, I'm, I'm way obsessed. Calorie counter. I've used uh, water, you know, reminding me to drink and stuff like that. Um, does any of you guys use any of that stuff? Nope. Man, I, I drink so do. much water. I used to set a food alarm every 30 food minutes. Do you? Yeah. I don't do anymore. But Jackson, oh, you, yeah. you've done that on rides. I don't need to anymore, but I do because I got to. Well, there was a time, especially BWR time, when yeah. I was still figuring out like, how do I do this? Like, what? Like, what do I require to stay upright? Um, <laughs> but now I'm at that point where it's like, saying when you and I were on the ride, it's like, oh, I, I, I can tell that I'm at that point, and I grab a gel out and then I look down and my Wahoo's telling me to eat. It's like yeah. I, I'm almost like in that just really rhythmic brain wow. like mindset. Yeah. And untapped is what he pulled out. It was. It was. Yeah. It, well, it has been for the past yeah. two years. I was super I'm, jelly. I'm not uh, I'm not ready for that yet. And I've been probably, I have been racing the longest <laughs> at this far. And I still haven't figured this no. stuff out yet. Wow. I guess I'm just coasting. Uh, so let's let's continue on. Let's rewind and check some headlines because the uh, in case you guys didn't know, um, a couple things happened this past week. Um, ironically, brought to us by our friends by Perry Street Brewing, the official beer of the Pack Filter. Mul- multiple offerings, great atmosphere, one of the best neighborhoods in Spokangelis. 1025 South Perry, right here in Spokangelis, Spokompton, whatever you want to say, Methlehem. Get here and tell them we sent you. Try this Doma Porter, which we would love to be drinking right now, but the, I got to clean my tap handles out because they, <laughs> if I, I don't come down here and drink enough during the week, yeah. so the middle ones just kind of get stuck. Yeah. You need to drink more. I need to drink more. And a ramen rito. Oh, what? and the ramen rito. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Get a ramen rito. Get a ramen rito. Do yourself a favor. I always, I, I usually have the uh, just the the burrito, the the, the hondo burrito. Oh, or, that's yeah. good too. That one's good too. Delicious. But try the ramen. Really, it's a crazy sensation. That sounds like a sex noodles thing, in a burrito, but, <laughs> but it yeah. kind of is when you it eat is. it. Like it's like. <laughs> 
It's like eat in the best way. It, uh, no, it's sir, just you, really, it's really good. Sir, you can't do this. No. <laughs> what? what? Oh, <laughs> I'm supposed to eat it. Okay. It's probably a good week for that. It sounds like. Yeah. My, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh God. Wife's gone. <laughs> Wife's gone. Romarita. <laughs> <laughs> I got so many ways I can run with that. Oh, so many man. things I want to add. Uh, well, the one-day season is here, at least it is for Yumbo Visma. With Om Lupet Newsblad and Kerner Brussels Kerner this past weekend, we have hit the tip of the spring iceberg. Um, I, I will just kind of rush through it because usually we talk about it on a Tuesday. But does anybody have any observations or notices, things that you were like, oh, here we go from and the past weekend of bike Yum- racing? Yumbo Visma doesn't need Wout to win. Mm-hmm. They don't. No. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I would say Paul was right about Arno Dali, um, but I will also say it's hard for me to not mention him. But it seems like I think this is going to be the season that Sagan hopes for or, or focuses on. Well, I yeah. have to. I know. But to see to see a guy who's retiring at the end of the year being somewhat the front pack and almost coming back, it's 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 good to see. I'm proud of the guy. Mm-hmm. But realistically, nobody will stop Yumbo Yumbo Visma. Except for Matthew Vanderpool this year. I was gonna make a river in Egypt comment about your Peter Sagan thing, but But he know, was real I think that was a promising sight to see I'm I'm happy to see one of the old guard near the front. And I Greg Van Avermaet. I can't believe he's old guard. No, well, you got well. a twenty year old Arnold DeLee just yeah. getting caught well, he crashed twice, bridge back up, gets caught with inside four hundred meters. Yeah. You know, and he's like and he, you know, everybody else is coming at twice his speed, and he launches and gets second place. Yeah, yeah. I think somebody described to her on another podcast. If you look at him, that kid's legs are huge, massive, huge. Somebody says he's nine pounds of sausage crammed in a uh, eight pound sausage <laughs> case. That's so funny. And I love that. That's great because I was looking at, and I'm, he doesn't look like he. He's got a little rounded, stuff, yeah, but, a little baby face. Yeah, and he's, he still lives with his parents. And he's he still the one who the looks cows. like he's the one who's looked like he's riding a sixty-two-two chain ring. He was climbing. Yeah, and yeah. He was just like, oh, dude, oh by shit. the way, he he climbed the muir, which. Yeah. In his big it is unbelievably state. Well, it's twenty percent, and the cobbles are, are misshapen. I walked up that and slit was slipping because it was wet. Wow! And he did it in the big ring. I've never seen anybody. Oh, when you go into ring. it at thirty-five miles an hour. Yeah, and that late in the race. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I think a really interesting thing that came out of this weekend, though, was seeing the. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Declines a, a word to maybe describe it with, but um, the rebuilding of uh, Sudal Quickstep. Mm-hmm. They are yeah. not the classics team that they used to be. Realistically, if they don't bring any any more, if they don't bring Remco or Alaphilippe, they hold no chance. 
in winning one of these races. What's oh, Cash Barascreen's online too. <laughs> Where was he? Well, he, he was, was sick. He's, he's been sick and he crashed. And he crashed yeah. at Kern, Brussels, Kern. But it's just right show, in the final K. Mm-hmm. Too. It's yeah. just showing though that they have no organization. They didn't. They had Davide Ballerini the entire time. Yeah. Who won Omloop at Newsblatt yeah, a couple years ago? Yeah. So it's like. Where's that strategy that they've always had? Was there a specific point in time in which the Lotto Destiny guys were not told last year that they needed to ride hard to win races? (laughs) And then this year they were like... Did you guys know the first person across the the line gets something nice? They're like, wait, what? And suddenly they all just woke up and this year they're absolutely flying. Did they... Somebody tell me. I mean, because I don't know. Did they gut the entire roster except for like Thomas DeHint and a couple other writers and go for youth or or some of that might be in the directors. Um, they started falling apart when they got rid of uh, Mark Sajant and, yeah. and Frizon. Yeah, and they left because of the the owner was like they thought was blowing the money and and, and ruining the tradition of this team. So they went on. Yeah, and so they had different directors. I don't know if they got new directors, but I'm sure they cracked the whip through the winter saying. Oh no! Yeah, this is going to change. Yeah. So, yeah. it, I, I love seeing him up there. It, it, even though, uh, the, and by the way, the whole thing behind the sixty-two-two chain ring thing was it was designed around a internal two-speed rear hub mm-hmm. made by Classified mm-hmm. um, that actually has it. It will it will shift to be the equivalent of a big ring or a little wing ring. So he was running a one-by setup with that gigantic dinner plate on the front, and. I guess the efficiency concept is that you ride more in the middle range of the gear cluster because that's, you know, the the, the range that, that you're going to use the most and it's probably less stress on the chain. You don't get cross-chaining cross and it, it keps the muck, friction in the chain you know, fr- muck free. Yeah. So it, are we all going to be saving up for this now? Is this the, the next <laughs> thing that we're all going to be, you know, David just bought a new bike and he's like, shh. I'm out of money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, he didn't win. No. So. He, Kerners, he hung in there for yeah, a yeah, good Kerner. But yeah. I, I think once we see like definite, significant results, I think that would be you know, you know, dropper posts and road bikes. It's yeah. kind of the same thing. Yeah. yeah, unless we see that result. I think you're going to see larger chain rings. I think with 12 speeds, you can get a like bigger cogs in the middle and stuff, and that yeah. chain alignment's really big. And that's the problem with these compact um, that train wrap. On a, on a, if you're going with a one by, you need a bigger ring. That more contact on that, on that chain ring keeps it aligned. If yeah. you, that smaller they are, the more apt that a bump is going to throw it off, as mm-hmm. opposed to you have more contact points. That makes sense. And so, mm-hmm. uh, as in for that internal hub, I think, I think that will be it will someday probably make it that way. So, but the, the interesting thing was his inner that inner hub. And have you ever taken in a three speed internal? No, I've taken regular road hubs apart, and my dad got mad at me. But you know, <laughs> I've I've rebuilt a couple, like internal hub things, and they're pretty cool. But they're very very heavy. But oh, this yeah. is obviously different, or kind of functions on the same yeah. basis. But it was a forty-two and a half tooth, so that was his inner ring. So I never got to see his cogs, how big they were on his on his cassette. Yeah. But a forty because there's I was too busy staring clients. at the front wiring. It was gigantic. Yeah. How do you get a half a tooth? But just the ratio, because it you really get, isn't you a get two. Punched in the grade school parking lot. <clears throat> yeah, <laughs> think of that. But it, it's the gear gear ratio rollout is what <laughs> it would be equivalent to. But there isn't actually any chain on there. Yeah. But once you slide it into that 
that position of the smaller ring, it, mm-hmm. it equates to a 42 and a half. And this is the time of year for these professional riders to be kind of like looking towards a possible one by scenario. Especially, muck free. Yeah, yeah muck yeah, free. Yeah. There's, it's a lot more jostling in this time of year rather yeah. than mid-July, yeah. you know. Uh, speaking of tech department, uh, did anybody uh, hear about the concept of Taco Vanderhorn's leg warmers mm-hmm. uh, that apparently uh, could save him up to about 10 watts um, because How? they were ribbed for pleasure, apparently. They had, <laughs> they had like our skin suits do. They, yeah. Jackson mm-hmm. noticed that really well because our, our, our skin suits by Panache, not a sponsor of the show. We pay a lot of money. <laughs> um, have that, that design on mm-hmm. it, and I guess... Taco Vanderhorn tried him out, and in the wind, I don't know if there have been any, you know, conclusive wind tunnel tests that have said, but they're they're saying, and I guess uh, somebody else did a full design that actually saved quite a ben, bit of water. Ben Sluton had had was it two thousand dollars socks on? Yeah, that was the socks, wasn't it? Yeah. So I will say this, like, because I did some researching on like the aerodynamics piece of this, and. A lot of that stuff is designed around those specific riders because, mm-hmm, like, right. they take technology from a round golf ball yeah. that is a, you know, set size and dimensions, all that. And then they just try to rotate it. You can't just put dimples on, you know, a skin suit. They have to be aligned in a certain way. It works on a golf ball because it's round and it's, you know, perfect rotating shape. Rotating. And, and it's and rotating. rotating. Exactly. That's not the way that it works through it. So a lot of those like things it's like oh the leg warmers are going to save him you know yeah. four watts or so whatever so with your new shoulders yeah the the dots aren't going to be right yeah so you're going to have to get refit I'm getting more swole but you did say round so yeah. I could be okay you could just be a golf ball in the yeah. start of the season put dimples all over put me put dimples all over him uh, quit poking me with a pen we're going to have to refit your uh, your custom skin suit exactly mm-hmm. oh god and it has a, kind of a lower neckline and that just makes me crazy and your hair pops out no it's just I don't like exposing my collarbones you know? mm. I'm, well, you're I'm sensitive about your collarbones I'm, I'm like collar, I'm and not about your guy. black curly sticking out of the I don't have a lot of black curly oh, I'm going to grow those suckers yeah. out just for it it's kind of trendy cascading over the top yeah. 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 it's yeah. kind of trendy to show it now though is it? Yeah. it is a little yeah in what in what circles is that a trend in <laughs> pop culture, you see a lot of you see a lot of men do it. Pedro Pascal. Yeah, I'm gonna trust Charlie. Oh, he's he's okay. of the age. I was gonna make a porn joke, but Pedro Pascal, he wins. Yeah. Wait, so you guys all shave your chest? Nope. No. No, I just don't have any hair on my chest. <laughs> oh BS, I know you shave your chest. Mm-mm. He's he's gonna he's gonna whip it off right now. I'll text you guys all a picture of. Oh, uh, do of right my now. Okay, what camera and, we got? Yeah, well, yeah, I exactly. don't know if <laughs> we might get flagged. Yeah, yeah. that's true. <laughs> First, I will text you all a picture. <laughs> Think <right>. grizzly bear. <laughs> I'm lying in bed tonight with my burrito. Yep, and, <laughs> and you're gonna Sam get a hairy chest photo. A chest photo. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Oh, too many visuals there. Um, okay. Um, next story. Has anybody know, has seen the Tom Pitcock descent video mm-hmm. yeah. on the TT bike? Yeah. Uh, no, no. On his road bike. Yeah, oh, that LA. one. Yeah. Uh, oh, the TT one was great. <laughs> um, apparently, on uh, in the Tuna Canyon descent uh, is a one-way road uh, to the west of Santa Monica, California. It's it's one way. Fortunately, for safety reasons. And according to the Strava segment, drops 396 meters in 4.33K. 
yes, I'm taking prepared text because I it's on that funky Euro distances. <laughs> the average gradient, 9.1%, but according to the on-screen tele- telemetry, it hits 16% in places, descent. Uh, windy, narrow, technical with broken tarmac. It's a remarkable, apparently a remarkable piece of bike handling to watch. I mean, if you've seen this video, it's, it's scarier as shit. Tom, he's like talking to this dude at the top who's got an onboard computer. He's like, okay, let's go. And he just he just unleashes hell on this descent. Um, a moment, and the guy stays with him. Yeah, yeah. 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 I, and I, I want to find out who that dude is because the, he, you know, we can all agree Tom's probably one of the top bike handlers in the ever. Time, yeah, yeah. Um, and there's a moment where his rear wheel skips that yeah. just stopped my heart. What would you think watching this video if, oh, I don't know, you were his employer? <laughs> Any of those grenadiers think... putting millions of dollars into this yeah. guy and he's going balls out on a descent for a video for some pissed. random dude in Los Angeles. Yeah, some, and like punk rock dude. you see that guy at the end? No, it's I like, didn't watch the whole he's thing. Like, I'm yeah. not gonna lie. You should see like when they roll up at the end, they're having a discussion and this guy's got like long hair, tats yeah. and all that. Probably yeah, I've seen him, yeah. Yeah. Probably yeah. Fixie, right? Yeah. yeah. He's like the fixie crowd. Like I'm like, I, if I was in I'd be like, what are you doing? Oh, my God. I will say, though, it was too popular of a video to not have been pre-approved. I don't think that in this yeah. day and age we're going to yeah. have somebody with yes. that large of a cycling or with that large of a social media following. I don't think that he's going to appear on a video without pre-approval. Yeah. Does he have a clause in his contract saying if you do stupid things? Because he does some mountain bike stuff. Yeah. Anything outside of our training, we you lose your contract or you you cut. It could be easily that type yeah. of thing because he he does things outside of. It had videos. to have been prearranged. Now that I think about it, yeah, that's a great way to put yeah. it. Jackson. If if it's going up on like YouTube, for instance, the yeah. Enios Grenadiers team has to agree to show their branding in that video. <laughs> And they have to be okay. You can go down this hill at as fast as you can. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. how many, This is the second time. He did not get the king of the descent. He did not get the Strava. He he missed it by eight seconds. That's wow. when he kicked out. He lost yeah. some time mm-hmm. on that. So. This is the second time though we brought it up. Yeah. So to me, to me, it's like, is it? Yeah. Sorry. No, no, no. It's I'm I'm not I'm not calling you out. What I'm trying to say though is that. It's it caused buzz. lack of blood flow. Mm-hmm. It, I, this it is, I think this is on purpose. Um, now, my next question is: is if this video is getting all this traffic and all this uh, excitement about it, we still can't puppy paw though, because because uh, or, and pros can't puppy paw because we at home are going to watch it and do stupid, dangerous things. But if Tom Pitcock goes balls out down a climb on YouTube, I can do that, right? Is yeah. that is the, so? What we're saying is I can't. Go limp wristed over my handlebars, be, and and the pros can't do it either. Or or super tech. But so well, I guess my tech. my big thing is though is the pros are professionals for a reason. They can do this stuff because they can do this stuff. If if I'm gonna go and book a flight to Santa Monica and go to the Tuna Canyon and just go, I'm gonna beat Tom Peacock's time, and I crash and die. And, you know, fly into the air. You know, I can see my house from here. Bam. I'm an idiot. That's Darwinism. 
Yeah. Yeah. So I, 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 you know, I'm waiting for the the lawsuits to appear that somebody goes down to in a canyon and dies because they saw Tom Pidcock do it, and all of a sudden, descending UC, is banned UCI by the UCI bands, yeah. YouTube, or or, yeah. or or descending in the drops. You yeah. know, we're gonna have to go, you know, both hands on the tops, you know, or something. But like don't that. you think that's the whole thing? Is UCI just protecting their ass? The thing is, is yeah. in a race they don't want it, so they're not affiliated to this descent. Right, yeah. it's not a UCI sanctions thing, although we all know that in moments like in um, in uh, Milan San Remo, yeah, we'll be seeing the craziest descent on the Poggio coming down. Yeah, that somebody's gonna. Well, there's one guy that lived there several years ago, and he's like right on the edge, but he knows he knows the whole place, and yeah. he was in the Super Tuck. Yeah, but I think that's just UCI just covering themselves. I would so. I I would agree because mm-hmm. I think. If somebody crashes in that way, somebody would find some loophole to be able to say, oh, it's the UCI's fault for not telling me that I can't do this anymore. Mm-hmm. So then it kind of pins them. I, th- I think it's just, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just, oh, no, we can't be associated with this anymore. And I wonder if there had been something that had arisen originally to cause this. Like, I wonder if somebody tried to, like, take some sort of, like, legal action against the UCI because, oh, I got hurt. Yeah, this my 12-year-old son was... Was trying to be Mohorich on on a descent and crashed. So I'm going to sue the UCI. Yeah, I wonder if it was a situation like that. It's all lawyers, man. Mm-hmm. It's all lawyers. You know what lawyers buy if, if they're cyclists? You know what they buy? Pinarello. They, they buy Pinarello. <laughs> Pinarello. Know where you were going? Yeah. Yeah. And I I'm the I two DRAs. There's a problem. Yeah. yeah, it's all a problem. No, do you think they're probably Princeton. they'd probably go Princeton. full campy now? Yeah, mm-hmm. Pinarello full campy. It oh, goes the to the Princeton cost. wheels, though. Mm-hmm. I get what you're oh, saying. Yeah. yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah. All right, let's uh, before we shift gear and start talking about races that are happening. We've I've given you guys a gigantic pamphlet in front of you. The first of our Waples segments. We gotta we gotta start with quick tips brought to us by. I hope you got one. Do you yeah, get one? I, I do. I, okay, I, I just assume you have something coming in I always every day. Do. Quick tips with Bike Fit Sam brought to us by Ambassador Cycling. Get fit to get fit, you guys. Um, Check it out. AmbassadorCycling.com is where you can go. You can talk to this this wonderful, striking man who sits across the bar from me <laughs> who will be in Hawaii. So be sure and drop him a note like this week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And demand instant the replies. Instant reply. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, man. Reach out to me uh, through the website. Love to answer any questions you guys have. Um, but yeah, I had a lot of bike fits this week. I think this week I had somewhere around 10, um, which is picking up for end of february and uh anyway one of them in particular jumps out at me in the sense that he actually wasn't as much i mean we adjusted the bike a bit but it was more of he needed pt which is like where and he was a bike fitter so it's one of those pieces where it like goes to show and i just want to push you know in particular like a physio doing bike fits um because like i was able to give him uh exercises and stuff to do that are going to help him more than necessarily the bike fit would have right like we adjust the bike a bit but it's like yeah this isn't actually your problem your problem is more off of the body following some injuries so you're following like there's a lot of uh physios out there that do bike fits like check with your pt i bet you that there's someone that uh they know that they can refer you to that's actually really cool to have that option for one for both because mm-hmm. I, I never even thought about that you know when i i was grew up in the days where it was some some 
dude in a bike shop with yeah. a nose ring would just kind of go, yeah, you're good enough, man. Just, you know, or, or my dad had an old dog-eared copy of Velo News with Bernardino's fit techniques on yeah. it in the shop that he just, he literally hung off one of the pegs in the pegboard and he'd just go to that and we'd break that open and that is how we'd, we'd fit. Or the great one and only Calvin Jones, now at Park Tool, um, would, would do it for us. Yeah. Uh, but there was never a... A, a, a step beyond going to injury prevention or or injury diagnosis in totally. that, in that type of situation. That's yeah. that's yeah. I mean, that's just the thing. Is like, there's I don't want to shoot you any of any bike fitter, right? Like yeah. it, something is better than nothing. But it's one of those things that it's not always just necessarily going to get in your bike fit at the local shop. Sometimes you might need a little bit more expertise with a physio or PT or anything yeah. like that. Wow, I didn't even think about that. Well, I'll be damn. Do we want to do we want to go straight into bike picks or do we want to pick on Dr. David? Dr. David. We haven't had a Dr. David in a while. <laughs> um, I, I did offer it up right before the show opened. I do have a, a question, but I wanted to see if anybody anybody threw something out. Um, I did want to talk to you directly about the myth of recovery beverages and and the the thought out there that and I'm throwing you under the bus here because I we yeah. didn't pre pre throw this question to you beforehand so yeah. I mean you're not a dietitian I'm not yeah so um so um, we can go with that one or if somebody has a better question we can go with that one too but um the, I, I, specifically in terms of the recovery beverage that that uh, is most important to well to me. Uh, 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 the, the, the concepts of number one chocolate milk and number two beer it reverts to that that mm-hmm. you've got this idea that these that the riders think immediately after a ride you have to have a you know a, a chocolate milk or whatever it is I've always thought I come home and I'll you know I, I won't drink a beer in the afternoon because mm-hmm. I just it puts me to sleep but this this idea of a recovery beverage immediately after a ride um, is this something that is truly beneficial? Is is there? Does it have to be a very specific beverage, or can we just probably slam a glass of water and a Gatorade and, and and call it good and go from there? So, how we usually approach this is the panel gets to say myth or, or crap, uh, I mean real or, or bullshit, and 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 we go from there. I oh man, um, I'm gonna first off say that the that unfortunately I think the beer thing is is bullshit. Um, I think it's, I think it's, I think the carbs probably are good for replenishment, but I don't think it's a true recovery beverage. And I also think the chocolate milk thing is kind of bullshit too. I think it's created by the Dairy Farmers Association. <laughs> I, I Just think, like Father's Day cards. I think for somebody who is also of somewhat the same education yeah. that we've received, yeah. um, I think... I have my master's, Jackson, so just don't forget that. <laughs> yeah, well... <laughs> I'm more worldly. Yeah. Yeah, there <laughs> oh, you cool. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Portland. Um, yeah. yeah, I I know one thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, I would say that I um I think it depends on what you want out of the thing that you drink. Cause I think that specific recovery beverages promote like muscle building in terms of like high high protein that I've discovered and so like for instance like a scratch recovery beverage is more based for a cyclist so it's not going to give that high levels of protein like a bodybuilder would necessarily need but I think that like I think that when I have taken a recovery like bottle of the scratch stuff I haven't felt as like fatigued 
I've noticed that could all be a placebo thing. But like I said, I think it just depends on the level of activity that you're searching for. I just can't get over the fact that he said he's more worldly than me. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Hey, I'm telling you what. You throw it. I said this earlier. If anybody throws a dagger at me, I'm immediately going to throw an even sharper one at them. Sorry I didn't have a homeless encampment in front of my apartment. Oh. And the thing is, I That's, I now know how to deal with it. Yeah. When was the last time you were around a homeless encampment? I worked in downtown Seattle, and I parked my car about 10 blocks away from where I worked, and I walked past it all every day. And okay, day. folks, when was that? When was that? What year was that? It's not like it was. Wow, that is a sharper digger. How yeah. old the are you? The grunge yeah, area. Exactly. The grunge era where there people were popping heroin like it was aspirin. Yeah, well, people will take <laughs> Those you Those were now. just hippies. Yeah. People will take your body now. So, <laughs> different era. Yeah. Kurt Cobain was no hippie. <laughs> That's hilarious. Paul, what do you think? <laughs> uh, yeah, as much as I, I enjoy a good beer afterwards, I know it's not a good repair, but... Um, I've always done chocolate milk, but I was raised with fresh dairy milk, so oh. and I've always done that. Um, Straight from and, the teat, yeah. And I don't yeah, <laughs> the teat. Actually, pretty like much. A, like a we'd warm. go to the dairy, the, the oh, dairy farmer, so and we'd have these all. gallon jugs oh. of glass jugs, mayonnaise jars, and we'd be right there in the vat. It'd still be warm. Wow. And like, then within <laughs> like. 20 minutes, the cream would come to the top. Oh, really? It's like popping a cake. So ready. There are other mail yeah. jars in the Did back I ever room. tell you about the coon races? Oh. <laughs> anyway. God. So yeah. That's probably why you're so healthy. It's because all that raw milk. It's oh, right. Yeah. No, I, I think I think one, uh, I think uh, with chocolate milk, this is, well, I'm assuming, why well, I like it because I like chocolate, but I yeah. use good quality chocolate, but there's a little bit of caffeine in there and there's a little bit of sugar because you depleted your sugar. And then the milk with the protein to help any repairs. That's how I base it off. I have okay. no idea if that's correct or not. So yeah, I I mean I have limited nutrition background, and it was so long ago that I've well forgotten it. But I do know for a fact that there is a balance. Like even pounding just like juice right after a workout because your body is um, still digesting, and so giving it an immediate fuel source that it can just continue to rip through before it's going to you know like if you run out of fuel in your stomach sure um deplete those resources it's going to make recovery for the next day in particular better i think that there is benefit in beer i'm not i'm just going to say there's carbs in there <laughs> mental benefit in there's beer. there's B, carbs B12, in there. B6, i understand B12 there's poison i understand yeah. there's poison and you know with the alcohol but i'm going to say it it's not the worst thing that you could have yeah. bourbon would probably you could not drink be gasoline so and it would be worse bourbon Bourbon would probably be worse. Yeah. Bourbon would probably be worse. Yeah. Well, I will say... If Not immediately after a ride. Yeah. Bourbon's yeah. really good the night. <laughs> yes, exactly. But ride. like, yeah. maybe you choose an athletic brewery. You know? yeah. yeah. That's what I have had when I come. I know. Yeah. There's some yeah. carbs in there. There's no poison. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a recovery. All right. All right. Well, I'm not going to claim to be an expert on uh, exercise physiology, but I can tell you guys what, what I do know from the training I've had. So the there's a window after you exercise where it is important to get glucose. See, that's what I said. For glycogen. You didn't say you glucose. You just put a fancy well, word on you it. You didn't say glucose. So you mean Yeah, so don't stupid. try I, and trick the crowd. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 We're on to you. <laughs> so there's a, there is a window where it's important to get glucose uh, because your body is, like Sam said, actively still um, metabolizing and then trying to repair. Also, you're trying to... for 
for events, you're trying to replete your glycogen stores for the next day. So I would say you need to tailor your drink to what you're doing, kind of like what Jackson said. If you are in the middle of winter and you're trying to build muscle, <laughs> Jackson just flipped this off. It probably would be better to well, put you. a bit more protein in your in your recovery drink. But if you are at Tour of America's Dairylands and you're just trying to replete your muscles for the next day, drink milk. Drink milk. No, drink. <laughs> I mean, something. The sugar <laughs> is going to be what helps you out in terms of repleting your glycogen stores. Um, and then these, you know, chocolate milk. Uh, it's really not a bad one because it has a lot of sugar, it has protein, it has fat, but it only really has glucose. Or if you're using cheap chocolate, it's fructose or high fructose corn syrup, which is I not don't use cheap. Chocolate. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you like make your own at home or yes, something? Yes. Like that? Really? Okay. I get Toronto's or, or um, yeah. some other okay. high fructose. He has a Belgian it, boy making chocolate in his basement <laughs> yeah. all the That's time. That's right. Please, Father, can I come upstairs now? No. Make more chocolate. It turns the chocolate, Hansel. <laughs> Hansel? 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 It's always a movie quote. <laughs> That's a Bugs Bunny yeah. quote. Yeah. Hansel yeah. No. Gretel. Anyways. So I don't think chocolate milk's the worst thing you could do. I think it, it's probably, it's got benefit, but the, you know, Scratch Labs or some of these mm-hmm. other more tailored ones, um, they're going to have different formulations of sugars that are specifically targeted at how much of each sugar your gut can absorb because you have a maximum amount per hour of glucose that you can absorb and fructose mm-hmm. and sucrose. And ideally you don't have any high fructose corn syrup, but, um, so those are probably better, but chocolate milk's a great alternative. And then the fat and the protein is really for the muscle building afterwards. So that leads me to beer because yeah. if the most important thing in that immediate window after a drink is glucose and beer is all carbs and, and whatnot, it's not, you know, beer. I don't know this for a fact, but here's the thing: is that alcohol is not going to help you be more fit, but there are there are carbs in it. So I'm this just is trying what to play, I'm saying. I'm trying to play devil's advocate because I want to keep having my beer after I drink, but there's better options. Yes, I agree. Who I was agree. the most right though? Shut me. up, drink your cider. He pointed at me. Whatever. But Poor. you're worldly and you know things yeah. like that. What can yeah. I say? What can I say? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe like a beer and your Scratch Labs recovery drink. Oh, there we go. It should uh, be. So oh, if you mix. mix. I, let, wow. Maybe yeah. Scratch wow, we were on Labs to <laughs> come out with a recovery beer. Be- recovery beer from Scratch. Wow. That would a, put some a chocolate beer. Or yeah. as we said earlier, putting the, the untapped straight into the. Into the Pilsner or something like well, that. Yeah. Pills. I don't know. That'd be a little messed up. It'd be yeah. a little too sweet. Yeah. We're on to something pretty gross. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we don't get paid to do it. Nope. Um, okay. Looking ahead, you guys, bike racing is kicking us fully into speed. Get in, sit down, shut up, and hold on. If you are ready, hopefully you have a VPN fired up. Either that or you're going to have to watch... Uh, uh, little Caesars ads or or something like that within the last kilometer of every bike race that you watch. So you guys can tell I'm not a huge fan of our local provider. So I tend to go to uh, GCN. I, I, is GCN probably carrying most of them straight out, right? If you have the VPN, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jesus, there's this just is a everywhere. nightmare. Yeah, it's a bad porn night. This is like, Did it work? No, and this is not me. Okay. This it, is like... Is the beer not pouring properly This is a frat, is a frat right house right now. This, this, we got beer on the floor. 
You got some work to do on that. I apparently got to clean out the tab That's handles it, yeah. this weekend. Oh, yeah. yeah, exactly. So it's just going to be spraying all over the place. <laughs> it's going to be horrible. Uh, we've got we've got Strada Bianca. Um, uh, I, I, we got the full start list. Our Tuesday start list was very limited, um, but we got the whole thing. We've got the, the the women's version and the men's version here in front of us. Does anybody have it? At the, I, I think we talked about this earlier. This is my favorite classic of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know it's sacrilege to say that because it's not a classic by by no, certain it's a, standards. It's a classic, not a monument. Yeah, a monument. Thank you. Um, in terms of the distance and in terms of you know history, in terms of all the the poopy heads who who don't allow it to be a monument, I think it. I think it's a beautiful race. I love this race. Um, I. I personally think that it borderlines is a gravel race but you know we're never going to get out of that hole as far as we go and we've got uh Torino Adriatico and Perry Nice Torino Adriatico being the return of Matthew Vanderpool and Wout Van Ert racing in one race together and uh Perry Nice has Tade Pogacar and Jonas Vingigo in in the race together so in other words it's just rivalry week everybody else just can go home um, and so what I want to do is, is, you know, we can't really take too much time because it's, it's a time podcast and I, you know, we spent so much time talking about spilled beer that, uh, <laughs> that, um, you know, we ran out of time, but, um, I like, I like being able to pick three riders. I think that's a great way to go. I have a feeling a lot of us are going to pick very similar names, especially when it comes to, oh, I don't know, Perry Nice, which means basically we should only just pick one name because we're all obviously picking Tade and Jonas. But uh, but three names, and if you want to add maybe one or two sentences after each, I mean after all three of your names, um, that'll that'll help us in the terms of time. So to start off, and and by the way, if if you're not up to speed, for example, on the on the women's pro peloton, that's you know, shame on you. You know, you're gonna get canceled. But um, <laughs> you are you are allowed to pass if you wish. But I will start out by going with the Strada Bianca Donna. Um, I'm going with uh, Lada Capecchi because she's flying. Lisa Balsamo because she's on trek. And Cassie Cassie uh, Niwiadoma because I think she's going to just clean up this year. I think she's going to have a great season. And notice I did not pick one very important woman rider. Van Vluten. You know I mean? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know who wants to go next, but anybody can. Um, I will go for two SD works, uh, Demi Vollering and Lada Capecchi, and pick. then Celia Uchip Ludwig. Oh, that's, that's a, a good nice pick, one. too. That's a very good mm-hmm. pick. Yeah. I'm just leaving it with Corinne Lebecki. Going American Riders. Oh, wow, really? Yeah, okay. I raced with her back in the day. Really? Yeah, oh, oh. back in Nationals. Well, I, mean, I, I think she's done w- really well in this race, too. So. Yeah. You know, I uh, on, on the other show, I'm on at Cycling Legends, uh, and one of our co-hosts said uh, he's, he was talking to a guy at a bike shop uh, <laughs> party, well, and the guy was like going, I think I could keep up with these pro women. He's like, no, dude, you, no, you can't. No, you can't. There yeah. is no way. He's like, really? I'm like a you know I'm like a cat too. He's like, no, no, no you, you don't, don't understand. You don't understand. These yeah. women are so freaking strong. Yeah, it's just, it's, I've said the same bullshit, but yeah. I don't actually mean it. Yeah, <laughs> I just yeah. like to talk we shit. We say that about guys too. I, do. Yeah, I, can, I, can, I can beat them. Yeah, I can't. Matthew Vanderpool. I mean, yeah. the only difference between him and me is that he has a nicer bike. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. it. Yeah. I I'd race him, but I just didn't go to the race. <laughs> I just paid for it. I signed up. I just didn't go. Yeah, I just didn't go. I could be pro. Yeah. If I show Paul, uh, I have two of the same with with Jackson. And that's uh, Valorant, uh, 
Bellering and also Kopecky. Kopecky so. But I went with uh, Van Vluten because she had a mechanical uh, and ohm loop and that kind of. She's won it back. before, so, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. she has, in, and uh, Kopecky won it last year and yeah. beat Van Vluten. Van Vluten. Yeah, attacked her. Mm-hmm. Dave, do you want to? You're gonna have to cancel me. Okay, no, that's fine. You've been you've been out of the country for <laughs> yeah. crying out loud. So yeah, yeah so. Uh, Strada Bianca men. I am going with Alberto Bettiol from EF Education. I'm going with Thomas Pidcock because I'm not an idiot, and I'm going with Julian Alaphilippe because I think uh, Patrick Lefebvre is probably staring at these guys um, with the equivalent of daggers, and he's saying somebody's got to do something great. Mm-hmm. Um, I will go with two of the same. Uh, Thomas Pitcock, uh, <laughs> Julian Alaphilippe, and then uh, Mathieu Vanderpool. I think that uh, he'll probably win again. Mathieu's God, he was so great when he won that one. Just that last attack, it was so. Pretty. And you can tell that he's peaked with cyclocross. Yeah, he is so, flying. Yeah. That's a good point. Why didn't I pick him? I'm Mathieu and uh, Thomas Pitcock. I I said Alberto Petiol too, but okay. Mm. Yeah. I think Matt, yeah. I think if I think EB Education is having a great year totally. so far. I, I think they're kind yeah, of yeah. I'm rooting for an American team. More. I'm going full American this right year. Right on. There you go, Paulie, uh, Matthew Vanderpool, uh, Ala Philippe, and I went with Tim Wellens because he's been there for all the classics mm-hmm. so far, and and some of the the uh, smaller stage races. He seems to be going all right. Yeah, and he's on a new team. David, you want to dance? Oh yeah. Um, <clears throat> I don't know why Jackson didn't go with number one, Peter Scone. All right. Oh, All right. Well, if, if this happens. I'm rooting for a comeback. Yeah. If this happens, I will cry. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And then, you know, maybe Vander Paul. We'll see. Yeah. And then Van Avermaet next. But Greg Van Avermaet. Um, Van Avermaet. Yep. What did you think of the shorts? Do, 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 do. Are they bad? They look like jeans. Everybody seen them? You guys seen them? Oh, I love that. I love it. You do? I love those. I would rock the shit out of those. You Somebody, one of our, our good friends, Brent Soderbergh, said it's in the true spirit of gravel. Yeah. And I went, oh, come on. Gravel riders don't faux, ride jeans. I hope that they're not actually. There was a kit no. that I can't remember who made it a few years ago, but it was there was jorts that were the bibs, and then it was uh, like lumberjack uh, jersey with a paps coming out of the pocket. That's, that's pretty cool. That's so cool. <laughs> Falls over here like, it's Carrera. what's this I mean, world coming to? Carrera jeans, if you remember that. I mean, and Claudio Chiapucci. Marco Pantani. He had just hair. been around for too long. Nah, the, Carrera just jeans. Seen it and, all. and actually, a friend of mine gave me a pair of those shorts, and the pockets actually worked. No shit. Yep. I think the pockets work on these ones. I hope mm-hmm. so. Now, is it? Do you think it's just a, a gravelly kind of ploy thing to yeah. kind of look like? Hey, we're French style. We're Italian farmers, so we're going. That way. Is, it, is it a? They're a new sponsor. That, no, they. It's and I think it's a one-time thing. Maybe we should have. We should have Doer design our shorts. Doer, oh <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'd ride denim shorts if they were made by Dewar. Me yeah. too. Mm-hmm. I might not. Oh, those would get a little warm. <laughs> yeah. a little, they they work no. magic, but, but they, they, they have that waterproof magic. layer on the inside. Yeah, yeah. Mm. that's yeah. like Gabba re- reinvented. Yeah, like like Robin Williams said in Good Morning Vietnam, do a little crotch pot cooking. I'd <laughs> <laughs> have to sew in silver for the stink. <laughs> yeah. Did you pick Paul? 
Yes, I already announced it. David, did we all pick for that one? Yeah. Perry Nice and Torino Adriatico, one week stage races. Um, I've I've always wondered why, uh, how many riders' careers have been um, cut short because of their incredible ability and talent to ride one week stage races. But if they win a couple one week stage races, they all of a sudden get delusions of grandeur and being plagued as a grand tour winner. I keep thinking of riders like um, uh, Bobby Julich. I think of riders like TJ Van Garderen. I think of riders. I mean, Sean Kelly. Uh, Seven times in a row. Yeah. Oh, my God. Very nice. Who is the port? Richie Port. Port. Richie Port would have been a would have been. He won uh, Pyrenees yeah. like a time or two. Yeah. 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 I mean, how many of these riders could have said, why isn't this classified as a specialty? Is it because these these shorter races don't receive the the grandiose nature? Because, I mean, uh, uh, there was mm. an Aussie. Uh, I can't remember his name right now, but yeah. Um, Not Cadell Evans. No, he won the tour. Yeah, Cadell won the tour, but um, oh yeah, that's true. Yeah. But I mean, these riders whose careers have been cut short because they could have done incredibly mm-hmm. well. TJ is one that really pops into mind. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he could have tour California things like that. Speaking of, he's the DS for EF. EF is he? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He kind of changed things around. Right on. Yeah, yeah, it's working. Mm-hmm. It is working. Uh, so do we? Uh, I, well, let's just go both at one time. Uh, Perry Nice. I'm going to go with obviously the two riders. So we're canceling each other out. If you because if you're not picking Tade or Jonas, that you're, you're, you're I'm just not screwing with. You're not. I refuse. Okay. No. My one rider that isn't the those two. I'm I'm I, Nelson Palace is riding incredibly well. I think Nelson Palace could have a. I don't know if he's going to win the whole thing, but I think he could have a really good race. Torino Adriatico. I'm going with, of course, Wout Van Aert, and I'm I'm not going with um, Matthew Vanderpool because I don't think he can take the whole stage race. I don't think he's got the climbing legs. I'm going to go with Warren Barguil and Joao Almeida. Mm. Um, for Perinis, for me, uh, you almost made it completely uh, pointless for me to say this, but yeah. uh, I'm going to have Nielsen Palace, Jonas Vinigo, and Tade Pagacha. Um, I think that this, however, is a good early season test to see how they work without a team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because neither of them really brought a tour-worthy team, and so I think that I feel as if we are going to see Tade kick the teeth in of Jonas Vinigo this week. Yeah. 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 Well, who's Vinigo got with that team, I mean, though? he's got Van Hoydonk, Stephen Kreiswick, Rowan Dennis, Christoph Laporte. That's a good team. Uh-huh. But how many climbing? How many climbers are there? You have Stephen yeah. Kreiswick, and then yeah. that's it, it's pretty flat. They have uh, the big, the big climbing. I'm trying to think of the this year's course, but the last, the last stage is down by Nice, and they have a tendency to to go up and down the circuit. That's pretty, pretty steep, and that's where mm-hmm. things yeah. kind of get separated. But they're. Uh, I think there's a time trial in there, and Vindigo's he he beat uh, Rowan Dennis in the TT. He's riding really well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I think that Tade's going to do well this this week and show us what he can do. And then uh, for Torino Adriatico, I picked uh, Benoit Cosnefa, um, Thomas Pidcock, because I think he is going to be slowly looking at what he can do outside of a one day. <laughs> I think he has the potential, as we saw last year in the tour, to ride those big stages and be consistent. So I think we've got a future there. And then Wout because he can really do anything. There we go. Yeah. Um, I'm sticking with my, my yeah. bandwagon. 
here, Matteo Jorgensen. Although I will say Nielsen Palace is also American that I would root for, and he is probably a lot more promising. He's just flying the stripes, stars and I'm bars over here. I'm going full American right, this right, year. Right. We have some American talent Make coming through the American peloton. Again. Yeah, okay, okay. Yep, and then uh, for Trainer Adriatico, um, I'm rooting for Julian Alphilippe. I don't think there's much hope there, but I do root for him. Uh, Thomas Pidcock, you know, switching to more of the Grand Tour stuff. And then uh, Matthew Vanderpool. He's going to okay. win everything because Peter Sagan has proven that big sprinters can win stage races. All Tour right. of California. I don't think you're right, but... I'm, I'm wrong. I'm going all the against time, the though. grain with everything. I'm wrong yes. all the time. I thought I could have got that beer tap opened with just a good sheer pull. Yeah. Didn't happen. Yep. Did not happen. Yep. No. Now I'm going to, you know, it's going to keep me up at night. I'm going to think. You're going to control feel the, the myself. <laughs> Give things a little <laughs> tugging. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> Paul, what are you going like, Paul, you had beer taps in your house? He's like, no, I was a beer tap. Yeah. <laughs> Grab my handle and uh, Dear teacher, can I please go to the <laughs> Never mind What the Where's that tube sock? <laughs> anyway, let's go Okay Let's, let's move on It's a ramen burrito yeah. <laughs> Oh my god <laughs> I, I picked uh, In Perry Nice uh, Of course, the two that everybody else is going to pick Other than this idiot here <laughs> and, um, and then Roman Bardet There you go Roman Boy Bardet. Band Bardet. And then uh, Torino, I only picked one because it's incomplete, uh, you know, uh, the the whole team list and stuff. So I just picked uh, um, Garant Thomas. Whoa. Whoa. What? Yeah. Because yeah, he's getting ready for the Giro. Yeah. And so he could put in some big effort. Yeah. Wow. You so, guys okay. are voting too realistically here. Well, that's kind of that's part point. of the game. Yeah. That's yeah. why we aren't. You know what? When I win and I get a curveball out of left field, yeah, screw you all. I will tell you right now, Jack Broad had a set in that exact chair and said the exact same thing. Yeah. And you want to know where that got him? Nowhere. Yeah. Jack actually, he's won a lot. He has last won a year? lot. Yeah. Yeah. Last year? Uh, last year. Oh, yeah. Last year. He got shot on. Yeah. Who won that tour two years ago? That's why he started drinking eight ounces of whiskey. Yeah, exactly. That's going to be me next. His new thing, for all the listeners who want to keep up with Jack's drinking problem, his new thing is he's like going, hey, it's only a six-ounce pour and it's a huge ice cube. And I'm like going, that's not a huge ice cube. But you want to look up Chef Jack on Instagram, you yeah. can understand what he, an eight-ounce pour is. He cooks beautiful meals. I mean, the guy. The guy oh, it's amazing. Yeah, but he also yeah. shows his drinks that are yeah. like 16-ounce beer pours of bourbon. <laughs> Yeah. It's a recovery That's drink. That's not right. Yeah, it's a recovery do drink. What do you put in there besides an ice cube? Yeah. <laughs> you got to pick. Yeah, I'll bring us home. Yeah. Uh, Perry Nice, uh, Vingegaard, and Pokachar. And then, uh, you know, I just wrote Sagan and circled it. <laughs> <laughs> I know he wasn't on here, but I wrote Sagan. Wow. And if he doesn't right. show up, I was going to pick Adam Yates because be nice oh, to yeah. see him. Yeah, he yeah. had a great okay. yeah. UAE tour. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then uh, Adriatico, um, I picked uh, Peter Scon. Oh, and uh, wait. Well, we got a fanboy here. No, he's just crazy. Oh, yeah. Put it down on. No, no, no. Oh, he's, yeah. he's in Adriatico. He's in, yeah. So yeah. he's. Okay. I wrote him down in the other one. Okay. We'll see he's there in spirit. If the officials yeah. get it. Oh. 
Uh, and then I uh, just decided to write both. <laughs> I think Vanderpool has my heart kind of the way Sagan does. So yeah, I'm not voting with any reason yep. either. It's just who I like. I pinched my nose, so now I'm all stuffy. <laughs> I tried to do my Peter Sagan impression, so it made me all stuffy. <laughs> well, there you go. Let us know what your picks are. What? I think there's one that nobody mentioned, and I think that we will probably be eating our words. And I think it's Biniam Germay. In Toronto? Yeah. Is a stage race? Uh, yeah. He is one of those riders that is... That'd be of, really cool. Well, he's of the Matthew Vanderpool, Wout Van kind of ilk, so I think that watch out for him in these. What was the race he crashed out in last year? Was it... It was Giro? in the Giro because yeah, he, yeah, yeah. he got a got a cork in his, his eye. eye. Oh, that's what it was. He didn't crash out. Yeah. He still can't see out of that eye very well. He really? Said. Yeah. Wow. It's like, I don't know how long have we been putting champagne on there yeah. and all of a sudden we can't have it anymore because a person somebody's got to ruin it yeah yeah. final K the final question gentlemen um, we come up with a random question this one uh, actually was sent in by a listener um, and it is just one to end the show if you had to switch bike brands to one you know very little about which one would you choose and why Probably a small company. I'm thinking, a very, you know, a small bike brand. If you had to choose one of them out there, what would you pick and why? Just based on faith alone. Well, can just, Factor count as small enough? Because I've seen them. I don't know yeah, anything about it. I know nothing it. about them. Also, I don't yeah. even. I, isn't it that the one that like uh, Chris Froome's on? Mm-hmm. Froome's on it. Um, so is, so is, Tech is Phil yeah. Gaiman. Yeah. So, like, Gaiman, I don't know. I mean, Gaiman, I know that they're not tiny, but I also know nothing about them. But I'm like, I've seen them pop up on Instagram. I'm like, that looks like a cool bike. picking badly. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're picking Factor. That. Factor. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. It's a tough one. You know what I would ride? I would probably ride a look. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I would ride one of those. But so the other one I was thinking of, well, the, only, well, the other one I was thinking of, actually, was uh, Batayin is doing these. They're steel, but they're custom made, and they are just rolling works of art. That mm-hmm. They're making one-off bikes. And if you knew Batayin from back in the day, um, absolutely gorgeous. Just look them up online. It's, it is, it is. I, I don't know how much I'd ride it because it, it's too pretty. But yeah. I, I wish I could get a steel bike that was as light as as a carbon because God, yeah. I missed that ride. It's a great ride. But I'd probably ride a look. I will say, I mean, I know a bit about them, but uh, I would then be interested. cheating. Well, no, but I would be boy. interesting to ride a moot bike. Oh, for like, a tie? Yeah, for like yeah, a gravel yeah, yeah. situation. Yeah. I would be interested in that. That'd be a yeah. good one. It's a good one. I, I just did. I mean, I didn't know anything about yeah, time. time. Yeah. I, but like, let me tell you, came across, came across as an opportunity. I was like, like a sick I'm anxious bike. To assemble one it. of those headsets. I'm anxious to, to see that thing one. out on the road, man. Yeah. yeah it's, it's just somebody, were you saying something about that carbon that is, weave? And, yeah, they do the carbon weave and stuff. And I've heard nothing but good things. That oh, would be on like my this, list. Yeah. Certainly. They do a rim break too. Yeah, and yeah. they still make rim brake frames. They're yeah. just so classic. Like they're not doing anything stupid with no. all these funky shapes, they don't, and weird yeah. internals, and like. And how, how many how many shows like in that you look? They present Pizza. the new new bike, and it's like they all look. Even the Cannondale, you know, yeah. their, their new Lab Seventy One oh, yeah. looks like like you know Specialized S Works, you know SL Seven. It looks like you know the. Yeah. They all have the same drop stays. They all have yeah. the same arrow features, but. 
look is just you know you can see the weave you probably see the weave on, yeah. on there yeah and it's, it's beautiful time yeah, and everybody time, time. Not excuse look. me yeah yeah, yeah yeah time and it, it's, it's a, everybody that i've heard even that were in that business said yeah this is a good bike yeah. it's a cool it's a cool looking bike it's just the assembly process yeah. yeah and don't oh. boonen one uh yeah. Peru Bay on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thumbooning. It wasn't Boonin. that bad. <laughs> yeah. it took me three hours to get the headset together. Really? Sounds Is like it yeah. all internal? Yeah. Oh. oh. And it goes up it goes up through the frame and then it comes yeah. out this like unique headset cap. Nah, fan and it has that's a super cool. tight angle. It looks into, great when it's all in. You can't, oh, you can't yeah. even see any cables. I mean there, David's barely, like, What's the problem? What's the problem? All I had to do I had, was, Yeah, all you had to do is drop it off. Yeah. And it just it was there. We did uh, work trade. I yeah, brought us. I brought a six pack of Bud. Yeah, exactly. Wasn't that hard? <laughs> Some cool malt liquors. Uh, <laughs> Some two elevens. Two elevens. <laughs> Paul, did you pick it, your bike? It would have been time. It would have been a time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. There you we go. It. Did you say? I did. I look. said, look. Oh yeah. 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 I said, look. I, I, you know, I was going with that Batiin, but then I was like, oh, God. That would that. be. You see, time would be one that I would race, and that's what I do this time. But if you mentioned a steel bike, yeah, and I probably, I don't think Vanilla's doing a bike anymore because yeah. he's backed up and but i would probably have a vanilla yeah or i'd build my own yeah steel bike because i do I, I enjoyed riding my steel bike i don't know enough about ridley's either yeah. i don't know mm-hmm. a whole lot about ridley so mm-hmm. I, I think that's a good bike too mm-hmm. i think it's i think it's a good ride so and I, I think we're also getting to the point now where a lot of these bikes are not really designed in-house it's kind mm-hmm. of an outbid yeah. and they're probably really similar and you're yeah. getting something that's going to be yeah. pretty much straight awesome. across the board not to not to rip the part you know mm-hmm. the industry but i think they're all build, being built in kind of a a region yeah there we go yeah so all right you guys well first of all thanks for being here on a thursday um yeah. you know it's it's off of our mojo but uh but we made it through and, yeah. and there we go you know yeah we only had a small fountain of beer spill out throughout the, <laughs> that was the a studio. Shit show. yeah i got i'm gonna have to work on that i apparently i'm gonna be down here this weekend cleaning out tap lines while you guys are probably riding your bikes in maui yeah i'll you, be doing a west maui live maui. on sunday oh. i do have to miles, say five thousand feet of L. i'm doing a rain dance are you yeah so yeah, yeah. it will do be it. it will be raining do it yeah a lot of my trip by the way, Hawaiian coffee is a myth. It's mm-hmm. yes, it's good coffee, but it's not. Kona that great. coffee, it's, I know. Yeah, it's, it's just because it's, it's not made worth in the thirty dollars a no, pound. It's because it's made in the states. That's why yeah. we just tax the shit out of it. So sorry to ruin it. Our, our next sponsor, <laughs> Kona Coffee. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, David, welcome back, man. Yeah, that, uh, you. It's great to have you here, man. Um, hey, new mic, shiny new mic. So people won't complain that you're too quiet, right? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Same thing. <laughs> yeah. There we go. I guess uh, I guess that brings us to the conclusion of another show. We will catch you next, well, probably early next week if yeah. we stick to back to the schedule and we'll have uh, bike conclusions to talk about and a stage race is underway. There we go. Mm-hmm. Hopefully everybody will be rubber side down. You won't be here. Ha! Loser. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.